Amos chapter 7, and we're going to read one verse. The Bible says in verse 14, Then answered Amos and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son, but I was an herdman and a gatherer, gatherer of sycamore fruit. Amen. And verse 15, and the Lord took me as I followed the flock and the Lord said unto me, go prophesy unto my people Israel. Amen. Lord, we thank you tonight. We pray that you would bless this service, God. We pray that you would anoint this, these lips of clay, God. We pray that you would anoint this congregation, God, the ears of the congregation. Give us wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, God, from your word. We pray that you would help us speak to us. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. So we read in uh, the book of Amos here. Uh, the Bible says in verse 10, it said, Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to Jeroboam, king of Israel, saying, Amos hath conspired against thee in the midst of the house of Israel, and the land is not able to bear all of his words. For thus Amos saith, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel shall surely be led away captive out of their own land. Also Amaziah said unto Amos, O thou seer, go, flee thee away into the land of Judah, and there eat bread and prophesy there. Prophesy there. But prophesy not again anymore at Bethel. For it is the king's chapel, and it is the king's court. Then answered Amos and said unto Amaziah, I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son, but I was an herdman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. And the Lord took me as I followed the flock, and the Lord said unto me, Go prophesy unto my people Israel. Amos' words were not his own words. He just didn't make stuff up. God spoke to him. It was divinely given from heaven. God spoke to him and said, you go and speak this word and you go and prophesy. The words that came to Amos were from the Lord. And uh, as uh, I was studying today when Brother Sahata called me and said, hey, we're going to have youth service. And, and I sought the Lord and I wanted, uh, I wanted to, I want to be a blessing to you young people. Um, so I want to take you to a story in uh, 2 Kings chapter 2. Uh, the story there of Elijah and Elisha. Uh, the Bible says in verse 2, it said, And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Terry, here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And uh, Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel together. But I'm not going to leave you. Get that in your heart, young people. Get 
that in your heart. I will not leave thee. And so the Bible says in verse 3, something interesting here, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this subject here. The, the sons and the sons of the prophets were at Bethel. And uh, I want to talk about tonight in this message, the sons of the prophets that were in Bethel. Came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold your peace. The sons of the prophets were a group of disciples who met together to worship the Lord and to receive instruction under the direction of the prophets. Um, there were six locations, um, both when Israel was unified and, and after the nations were divided into northern and southern kingdoms, there was this school of prophets that was established. And uh, there were six locations there uh, that were supposed to be this school of prophets, these prophetic schools or guides uh, that existed in Ramah, Bethel, Gilgal, Jericho, uh, Carmel, and Samaria. And so uh, here we had these schools. And um, while all this sounds good from what I have looked up, uh, uh, and it was a brief study, um, all of this wasn't true with this established school of prophets. The sons of the prophets were not necessarily son, uh, sons of a prophet, uh, but they were young men that had high aspirations to be a prophet. They wanted to be a prophet, but but they didn't want to do everything that was required of a prophet. And so we have this group of young men. They were not subject to a prophet. They weren't submitted to a prophet, nor did they follow a prophet, nor were they accountable to a prophet. These young men wanted positions of high authority, but didn't want to pray to pay the price to get there. They didn't want to let God get there, let God allow them to get there. They wanted to be held in high esteem. They wanted to be uh, teachers. They wanted to instruct, preach, and prophesy to the crowds. Uh, they wanted to stand in the king's court. Uh, they wanted to be able to say, thus saith the Lord God, the sons of the prophets. They wanted to be able to say, thus saith the Lord. These men, uh, but these men did not speak for the Lord. They were not called. They were not sent by the Lord. But the sons of the prophets sent themselves and said, thus saith the Lord. And so going back to verse 4, it says, And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And here it is again in verse 5. The Bible says, uh, And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha. Notice that they were in Jericho. They were in Gilgal. They were in Bethel. They were in all of these other places, but they were not with Elijah. They weren't following a prophet. They weren't following a prophet. They were in their schools. 
And he answered, yea, I know it. Hold your peace. And uh, what Elisha was saying to these sons of prophets was, was uh, hold your peace, which is to hush or keep quiet. Hold your peace. Keep silence. My interpretation would have been shut up. <laughs> That'd be my definition. Just shut up. Be still. In verse 6, Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee here, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. Elisha had it in his heart. I'm going to stay with the man of God. I don't need to go to the school of prophets. I don't need to, to fellowship uh, the school of prophets, the sons of prophets. I want to sit right under uh, a true, real man of God that knows how to interpret the word of God. And in verse 7 it said, And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood and viewed afar off. They viewed afar off. That's, that's the sons of the prophets. That's their MO. They stand afar off. When Peter began to stand afar off, he had denied the Lord. You must be careful when you find yourself standing afar off. You got to be careful. That's what the sons of prophets do. But it doesn't appear like anything's wrong to everybody else, but... Uh, they're standing afar off from a true man of God. And so, in verse 8, it said, Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither. And so they went to uh, uh, over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elisha said unto Elisha, Ask what, shall, what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. My prayer is I don't want another spirit. It always has been I don't want another spirit. I want, I want God's spirit. I don't want another spirit dwelling in my home. I want God's spirit dwelling in my home. And if I could request and I don't have the mental capacity to have a double spirit of my pastor because he's an intellect, he's a theologian. He's a great man of God with many revelations. And I wish that I could attain to that, but I, I still pray, God, give me a double portion of my pastor's spirit. I don't want to be like anybody else. And so I've got to work on myself to be like him. Paul said, you had known, writing to Timothy, you had known my life my manner of life, you've known my ways, you've known my doctrine. I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to encourage you young people to learn, to learn from the man of God. Learn from pastor's wife. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they still went on and talked that behold there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and it parted them both asunder. It parted them both asunder. So the time came 
when Elisha had to be parted from the great man of God in his life. Amen. But this was a special event. It was a special event. Amen. And so Elijah went up by a whirlwind. It was a God thing. Elijah went up by a whirlwind and Elisha saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and he rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah and fell uh, from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when uh, he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And so Paul had instilled his doctrine, truth, and revelation into Timothy. And he entrusted Timothy with this, with this word and this charge. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. And so, so I want you young men to know that you'll never ever get a charge like that. Amen. If you're not close to the pastor. If you're not close to the man of God in your life. This is a God thing. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. They recognized it. These were the sons of the prophets that stood afar off. They recognized, amen, that the spirit of Elijah rested on Elisha. This does not happen when you are a uh, when you are standing afar off, get close, sell out, break your plow, burn your wood, and follow the great man of God in your life. Oh yeah, we've got to learn. We've lost the art of selling out. We've lost the art of selling out to the kingdom of God. Amen. We've lost that art. Amen. But the doctrine is still the same. Repent, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ uh, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. you got to turn your back on the world, uh, amen, if you're going to follow God. Praise God. And the Bible says, and they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. Notice what, what the sons of the prophets did here. They realized that this was a true man of God and the hand of God was resting on him and he had did what the will of God in his life and so the anointing of God on him was recognized even by the sons of the prophets and they said unto him, Behold now, uh, there be with thy servants fifty strong men. Let them go, I pray thee, seek thy master peradventure that the spirit of the Lord taken uh, hath taken him up and cast him upon some mountain into the valley. And he said, ye shall not send. They couldn't even believe that this miracle just happened. They seen it. They witnessed it. But they didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. There was doubt. Why? Because there is a group of people. Amen. Amen. They claim, they claim this truth, but they deny the power thereof. And they said unto him, Behold now, there be with thy servants fifty strong men. Let them go and seek thy master. Verse 17, it says, And when they had urged him till he was ashamed, he said, Send, 
And then they sent therefore 50 men and they sought three days but found him not. They did not find Elijah because it was a God thing. And when they came again unto him, they tarried at Jericho and said unto them, did not I say unto you, go not? Now, young people, you can choose to do what you would like in life. But I choose to follow the great man of God in my life. There's a lot of other voices out there. And this ties in with the last message I preached. Uh, amen. Only one voice. One voice. This is part two. This is part two. The sons of the prophets don't listen. Why should you listen to them? They have no credibility. They are not spiritual people. And tonight I'm preaching against false prophets, false teachers, false uh, 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 people, preachers that think they're, they're called. Amen. They, they're self-proclaimed prophets, podcasters, YouTubers, social media preachers, and televangelists. I'm preaching against them here tonight. That's not a voice you ought to be listening to. But if you find yourself standing afar off, you'll end up giving an ear to those voices. And I'm not talking about just the Trinitarian world. We got apostolics that have started all of this mess on social media. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to subscribe to their channels. I don't want to listen to what they have to say. Amen. They don't speak for God. They're liars and they're hypocrites. And if you notice, a lot of those men, these podcasters and YouTubers, they dress effeminately, similarly, like T.D. Jakes and Joel Osteen, which are also liars and hypocrites. You can choose to hear what voice you want to hear, but I want to hear what comes over this pulpit. Now I got some young people that can back me up uh, and say amen. Amen. We're living in a day. We're living in a day where these voices are loud. They're loud. They're loud. But there's a cry in the spirit to hold your peace. Hold your peace. I'm just telling you tonight, amen, you ought to get that same spirit that Elisha had on him. Hold your peace. Shut up. Be quiet. I'm not listening to you. I, my eyes are on the man of God. I don't need to watch a YouTube preacher that don't even know how to dress right. Woo! Let's have church here tonight. Come on. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Hey, hey, if you've got a man that don't know how to comb his hair and wear a suit right, right? You got a man that cannot even dress right, amen, and he wears makeup and gets behind a pulpit just because he preaches the word of God does not mean he speaks for God. Give me a real man of God like Elder Garza or Elder Wheeler, amen, that can get up here and preach this word to hardworking men, but don't put a podcaster up here or a YouTuber or a social media false prophet. Give me a real man of God. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. There's a decision to make here tonight, young people. You can listen to the sons of the prophets or you can listen to a true prophet. Amen. Amen. Musicians, would you come? 
Amen. Give us some hope here tonight. I'm telling you, the, the presence of God is here tonight and the anointing of God is here tonight and there's deliverance. If you'll just jump on board with what I'm saying, I'm telling you what, God can give us great victories in this service tonight. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. Let's get ready to sing. Play something soft. I remember as a young person in this church, I had just got in the church. I probably wasn't in church longer than a year, I don't think. And uh, back then, it was a deal. It was a deal. You've heard it said by Elder Garza uh, that, that Elder Bo had announced Friday night services. And some people had a fit, extra services. And so I used to walk to church all the time, all the time. From Save Mart, not Save Mart, sure Save. Way over there, I lived, uh, I was homeless, so I lived with my aunt, moved in with my aunt and uncle. And then I, I used to, uh, I didn't want to bother them, so I'd go take a shower somewhere else. Then we ended up moving, my mom got a little house, we ended up moving a little oaky, and we didn't have a shower. And so, uh, early Sunday mornings, I would get up early in the morning, in the winter time, and then I'd ride my bike from Little Oaky all the way to Sure Save or Save Mart. No, Sure Save. It was Sure Save back then. And and I'd ride over there. Then I'd take a shower because we didn't have a shower, so I'd take a shower over here, put on my church clothes, and then I'd walk to church from there. So I rode my bike left my bike there and then I walked to church I used to pick up another young man that uh, uh, he, he was poor too and we'd walk to church together and it was foggy winter morning one time and uh, he, he only had one pair of pants one pair of jeans and they were all faded and what he would do is I walked in this house and he would put them in the water and then pull them back out wring them out and then put them on and it's the winter time I said, what are you doing? He said, well, they look newer when they're wet. And so I want to go to church looking my best. And so we came here, and I wanted church, just like these new converts here. They just want church. They want preaching. They're hungry for it. There's a zeal. We need to get back to that new convert zeal, you older saints, you young people. Second generation, we gotta get, we gotta find that zeal. We need to pray for that zeal. God, give me that zeal. The zeal of the Lord hath eaten me. For thine house, the zeal of the Lord hath eaten me up. And so, so I remember uh, back then it was our song leader, and he was in a position of uh, on the platform, and and uh, he said, "Hey Jess, I'll give you a ride home after church." And uh, I said, okay. It was dark. It was late. We had good church. But as we were going, uh, he's giving me a ride. He began to talk about the church. And he began to say, you know, these, these extra services are, boy, it's, doesn't the pastor know that people work? Does that, that, and that's what he's telling me. And my head's spinning. I'm like, I, there's something wrong with this man saying. I didn't agree with what he was saying. But at the time, he had a position. 
But just because he had a position, just because he was on the platform didn't mean I was going to listen to him. I kept my eyes on the man of God. I kept my eyes on the man of God. Listen to that, that wicked man. I could have, uh, uh, and we didn't know he was wicked then, but, but let me tell you something. Listening to him, listening to him, I could have lost my soul. I could have backslid and said, yeah, you know what? I agree with you. You know, we're having too much church. Church on Friday nights is too much. Revival services are too much. Uh, and and then, then I go to find out that he didn't do this for the church. He didn't do this for the church. He complained. He just talked about the church. But I heard a different voice. I kept my eyes on the man of God. And I want to end with this. What we're going to do, young people, is we're going to end up uh, getting involved more. We're going to delegate a lot of responsibilities out to some of you men, a lot of you young men, that little things that you can do around the church. Let me tell you why it's valuable to stay in the loop and to stay busy for God and to stay busy for the church. Even though it's inconvenient, even though it's a taxation on your flesh. I worked all day and then I got to go clean the church or I got to pick up papers or I got to do this responsibility around the church. It all, it's all tied together. Because if you're inconvenient, if you're inconvenient about these little things around here, when the spirit of intercessory prayer calls you at two o'clock in the morning to get up and pray because somebody needs your prayers, uh, you're not going to do it. Why? Because you're too inconvenient. It's too inconvenient. There's a practice here that I'm trying to, to relate to you young people here. Do all the things that nobody else wants to do. And you'll watch as, you, as your sincere heart gets closer to God. He'll open up the doors. You'll get closer to your pastor. But you got to fix all these little things. Whether you're inconvenienced or not, just fix them. Fix them. Be sincere. Go forward. Work for the church. Keep your eyes on the man of God. Get him off of all of those podcasters, YouTubers, and social media false preachers. Keep your eyes on the man of God. And you watch victory after victory come to you. Victory after victory come to you. And all of those precious times uh, when the Holy Ghost gives you an invitation in the middle of the night to get up and pray. And oh, it's so sweet uh, to travail uh, and to make intercession and to talk in tongues. Uh, just you and God. Uh, you and the Spirit. Uh, God wants to use you young people. But you got to do all of these things that the sons of the prophets refuse to do. But Elisha said, I'm not going to leave you. No way. No chance. I'm staying with you. I'm going to do it. Let's all stand. I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to stay with you. Elisha said he was going to stay with Elijah. I'm going to stay with you. I'm not leaving. No. No. As thy soul liveth, I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to leave. But I'm going to be involved. I want to be used. I want to be used. I want to be involved. And God, if you so uh, see it uh, for me to be used in the spirit, I want to be used in the spirit too. But I'm going to start off all around here. All around here. All around here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Young people, if you feel like you would like to make a commitment like that, God, I'm going to show you, not by my faith, but by my works that I mean business. By my works. By my works that I mean business. I want you to come to the altar tonight 
And I want you to make a new commitment to the Lord. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Only if you're committed. Only if you want to make these promises and commitments to God. God, I really do want to be used. And I'm going to prove it here around the church. I want to be used in the spirit. I want to be used in prayer and in fasting and in study. God, trust me with revelation, insight into your word. Trust me. Speak to me. Let the word of God come to me. Let the word of God come to me. Reveal it to me. God, I want to be used in the gifts of the spirit too. God, I'm going to prove it to you by your mercy, by your spirit, by your grace, by your anointing. In Jesus' name, help me, God. I commit it to you.